Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast and um, I'm really happy that I've been joined by uh, Nevin. Nevin, hello, how are you today? Um, I don't know whether I can say I'm really feeling good because what happened yesterday wasn't exactly uh, what we had expected, right? (laughs) I've took a lot of stick for my prediction, at least you were sensible um, and you (laughs) went for a 2-1, a close result. Um, I was so optimistic, Um, (laughs) 3-0. What happened? I mean, I was at work, so I only caught the highlights and I've been reading up on it. Did you see yeah. the whole game? Yeah, I did see the whole game. Firstly, and, before we get yeah. to the game, what was the atmosphere yeah. like? We had such a build-up. The game was in Kolkata. Um, it was great. I mean, I was not present at the stadium. Yeah. Uh, whatever I got to see was via TV. But from what I know, it was again a sellout. More than 60,000 people turned up for the match. Obviously, there were little bit problems with, uh, you know, the police having problems with uh, the fans taking in the ban- banners and the t fours and all that. But uh, yeah, uh, ultimately, yeah, ultimately they sort of managed it inside. Yeah, brilliant uh, by the Blue Pilgrims uh, giving their yeah. uh, incredible support. Uh, disappointing by some of the actions outside the field, but even more disappointing what happened inside the stadium. Absolutely, absolutely. Come on, it was. Tell me what happened. <laughs> I am. Um, I don't know what happened. Like I wish I could just you know sit down and pinpoint at one particular reason, but it was awful from from the lineup. I thought like we uh, like we discussed in our previous podcast. I think we we took them lightly. We went for a midfield with uh, no defensive uh, cover at all. We also had a a, a centre back combination with. Uh, no pace, which meant counter-attacks. Uh, we had zero protection for ground counter-attacks. And to let's be very honest, if Bangladesh were a little bit more clinical in their oh. finishing, they could have scored four yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the lineup was a disaster. And uh, we have somebody like uh, Sahal and Anirudh Tapa playing in the centre midfield, which is okay. So, we okay, it's like the coach understands that we're going to have a lot of possession then why not play it through these midfielders? Why do you have somebody like an Anas and Adil pushing in those long balls from, uh, you know, uh, from their uh, defensive half? And uh, it's not like Manmir is an actual target man. O- okay, he's a big person, but it's not like all tall people need to be target man, right? Mm. So we clearly missed somebody. It, it was not like we had an Andy Carroll in our team and this was one strategy that we were really good at. It was something... Um, that the Indian team is not used to since, say, somebody like a Robin Singh went out of the reckoning. And uh, I don't know why we had to play that football when we have good quality ball-playing footballers in our squad. And uh, it, it it beat me, okay? Like, if, if you were going to play this game, then why did you have this squad in the first place? Why didn't you uh, then push somebody like a Beke and... Uh, uh, somebody playing a left back, uh, a little more forward, and I don't know. I don't know what to you know <laughs> point so out. From what you were uh, saying, we're playing a lot of long balls. Yeah, and we were playing a lot of long balls from. Um, see, I I don't even mind if it was coming in from somewhere around the halfway line. This is even be, beyond that. This is closer to where Gurpreet would take his kicks from. So you have these centre-backs pushing in these long balls. I don't know what we were trying to do. It looked like a 
it looked like the strategy something like uh, what sam allardyce would try in his uh, okay. bolton days where we just but we didn't have a, a davis or somebody doing that for us so it made no sense if we had players for it i am i'm absolutely okay because at, at the end of the day all we want is a result right but we don't have players to do that so then why would you want to play to the hands of a, a a team like bangladesh who are just sitting deep and defending and hitting on counter which we, we thought they would this. We, yeah yeah exactly we we knew they would do that so it made no sense at all and and uh, coach timak i mean normally you think he wants to play from the back he's quite you know um defensive minded so you know he's not going to play the long ball but we've seen it before with india up what the limited times i've seen them that they do this and we haven't got the big players yeah. at, the, at at the front to do that or even a holding uh, number 10 or something like that so Correct, that's disappointing yeah. to hear did any of the players go above 6 or 5 in terms of out of 10 in their performance in your mind in your opinion um not really but uh, i would say i wouldn't blame a lot on anirudh apa and sahal i think these are good players played out of position so i i don't want to blame them at all for what happened to india yesterday but that said it's not like uh, you know uh, anirudh apa was almost playing like a register you know he was he was coming there getting the balls and he was hoping to push it in but that sort of showed that we and it was not part of the strategy he just came there because he probably got tired of seeing these defenders going on and on just putting those long balls inside so yeah everything was a little little random i don't think i'll rate anybody about six for sure and um i know it's still fresh and the wound is still fresh um what's been the reaction has there been much criticism of the coach and the team selection and the way we played or any of the players that you think has been unjust the criticism is uh, criticism is strong and i think uh, nobody is being spared from the goalkeeper to the coach to uh, to the i don't know to the, even the fans because a lot of people were surprised seeing a viking clap being executed after a after a horrible uh, uh, draw so i don't think uh, people really enjoyed seeing uh, adil khan celebrating so much for a equalizer or you know post match they were doing all that uh, celebration like we had we had just you know pulled off a, a a draw against qatar so uh, a lot of problems and i think uh, finally uh, india sort of woken up and now we have started criticizing steam match who has sort of been spared criticism so far everybody has been sort of saying oh he's been trying young thing uh, young players and new strategies and all that but to, after yesterday i think people are like oh god we have to change and we can't go back to uh constantine like football and to be fair to constantine i think we played decent football towards his uh, latter stages as india coach so so i don't we... even i don't even know whether it's uh, fair enough to call it constantine football so from what you're saying the honeymoon period for coach dimac is over i think so yeah i think so so i mean it was a game that we had to win it's a game that we needed to win it's a game that we should have won considering where we are Correct. in the standings i read a little mm-hmm. piece um yesterday about um the bangladesh team and how their mm-hmm. season has just finished and they had a federation cup so the players had a lot of game time um, what do you think Correct. of that compared Parker, to the indian I think, players i think again that's something we've been stressing forever right in india indian players last played competitive football so many months ago and they've been having these it's not even like they have been having rest it's like they have 
two weeks of camp then they go back and then they have like a one off match and then they again rest it's it's so um it's so irregular that it's not is not doing anybody any good at all is that where and, I, uh, i mean uh, yeah sorry the, the fifa qualification program and everything is set out from you know in stone from right at the beginning and so we know when that all's going to kick off we can't change our season how do you overcome that i mean i was surprised that bangladesh season is over what would be their summer wouldn't it mm-hmm. um i see i the, the more the number of teams that things season is going to get extended for sure so it's not like we should be starting our uh, football season say late october or early november that's that's been the norm so many uh for so many years now i think it's high time we started a season by august september when everybody else starts and sort of goes in go in sync with the what the euro what european uh, or or most uh, most uh, leagues are doing and uh, for that you need more number of teams for sure mm. uh, and hopefully this road map that has been started yeah, out I'll, will I'll, eventually lead to that yeah i want to talk about that in this one for a few minutes as well but um, mm-hmm. just finishing on india i mean we are lying fourth now with two points i know at the start of the process um the optimist that i am said that at the end of this year after the first stage of games i'd be happy with seven or eight points but <laughs> mm-hmm. that's looking nigh on impossible uh we've got two games coming up away to afghanistan and then um yeah. um oman um looking forward uh are india one of those teams you don't know which india is going to turn up yeah of course it, it's i think that's how we predicted the qatar result as well right because i remember in our podcast we were discussing and i said listen india played horribly against oman so they are due, due for a good match so <laughs> they turned up against qatar but i think uh, i think we also need to sit down and stress on two things here one whether this coach is actually capable of playing a, a fluid football that we are craving for because at the end of the day you see Uh, his tendency to go back a uh, go back to a a 4-4-2 a 4-4-1-1 or whatever those formations are which is what his past suggests this mm. is what he's he yeah. tried with uh, croatia this is what he tried wherever he's been to yeah so maybe it, it it almost looks like those initial few matches where we saw some ball playing football is uh, going to be probably the last that we're going to see really? because because i also think uh, this indian squad needs time to get into that system we need clubs playing that football it's going to take some time it's not it's not probably the owners uh, on uh, the owners is probably not on uh, steam as to also develop that culture and he probably should look at uh, the indian national team as a more uh, more like a results uh, oriented uh, team right because we need to be qualifying for tournaments we need to be getting into the news for football to grow in this country we can't afford to have these negative news mm. losing against or say draw, uh, it's almost like a loss it is yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah a draw against bangladesh is doing nothing for indian football mm. it's only like uh, because when you when you had a draw against qatar we had people talking about it we had celebrities you know wishing the team best of the luck for the future tournament we had con- positive conversations around football and this bangladesh draw has done nothing Mm-hmm. so you have halted a process you have uh, stopped the process with this result so 
I don't want to hear justifications that oh we tried to play a new type of football, we tried to field in young players. These are not young players. The likes of Udanda, Chetri, uh, Gurpreet. These are uh, players who have been playing for India for the, at least two years, three years now. You can't keep giving these excuses that we are trying out something new. We can't afford to try out something new. We need to get results, especially against teams like Bangladesh. Well, the pressure is really on now against Afghanistan as well. I, I know it's an away game. In- and and I hope people get realistic about uh, our expectations as well. We were sitting here, I, I believe, like one month ago saying, oh, Bangladesh guaranteed points, Afghanistan guaranteed points. Well, Very the- likely that we'll finish below, the- <laughs> below them if we continue playing this football. When the draw came out, I was one of those people, I'll be honest with you, because looking at the uh, uh, rankings and what have you and how the season's gone for those two teams, I thought at least we'll get mm-hmm. um, maximum points from home and away games against them, but not to take them lightly at the same time. But um, I was expecting maximum points from those uh, no, four games. No, that's fair enough. I think that's fair enough considering the ranking and considering the quality that's available in India. Yeah. But that said, uh, uh, I remember talking to two other journalists uh, while watching Intercontinental Cup this year. And all three of us weren't impressed by this football that we, we were playing. Everybody, I mean, we kept reading reports about how India's playing fluid football, possession-based football, quick football. And it was just praise after praise after praise, but we couldn't really see it on the ground. Mm. So I remember three of us sitting there, uh, top tire, and we were just like looking at this football and wondering, is it really true? Is it this, or is it a manufactured uh, uh, positivity about Indian football? Because we couldn't really see it. Of course, maybe uh, people know better than us for sure. Like I'm sure, uh, um, it's not uh, my view. Isn't probably the the only view that should exist. But I never saw it. I haven't seen this positive football in this team at Jira, to be very honest. Yeah, despite so, the football, what you're saying is there was a lot of positivity, despite what we were seeing yeah. on the pitch. Exactly. And you also have to understand, say, somebody like a Brandon, somebody like a uh, a Changte, or somebody like an Udanta, might be good in, in an Indian league. But that doesn't mean you think, uh, you start imagining them to be like really good players who can make a... Uh, you know, consistent performance in international level. You have to also understand this is India. We are a uh, we are a country that's really uh, you know backwards in terms of football. So it, this is a process, and expecting a team with some six to eight attackers, uh, you know, just to do well is just 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 a complete lack of understanding of what our players are. You the the fact that uh, the coach. Uh, did not play a defensive midfielder, a, a pacey defensive midfielder, somebody like a Rainier, who would then track down any of these counter-attacks. So if you want to attack a team, you also need to have somebody like an Angolo Kante in your team, right? So that he'll track back those, you know, opposition counter and uh, thwart it at the center. We had zero walls. We had zero defense. I'm telling you once again, Bangladesh should have scored at least four. Well, they should have had a penalty in the first uh, few minutes. Um, I, I, I believe two penalties in the first 20 minutes. Really? I just saw the one in the highlights yeah. package. And, Both with uh, Beke. Both with Raul yeah, Beke. That should have been a penalty, um, in my opinion. If it was the other way around, I'd be uh-huh. really upset. Um, exactly. It, 
it was a very disappointing result, a performance. Um, I know what you said about Indian uh, football as to where it is, a bit of a reality check, but still, mm-hmm. it's Bangladesh. I mean, with the greatest respect to Bangladesh, um, Indian football should be... And you could see it. You could see it even in, in Bangladeshi players. Whenever they got into good position, they they themselves could not believe it. They were like, oh my God, what are we doing here? Because this is not what we had practiced. <laughs> we didn't expect to reach here. Yeah. It almost looked... They almost looked a little bamboozled by the fact that they were getting so many chances. Yeah, and uh, I read a piece about their coach, who is an Englishman. He's done nothing in the, uh, the English leagues. He was a non-league manager. I know he's been given the tag that he used to play for Arsenal and what have you, but still, mm-hmm. uh, disappointing, whichever way you look at it. Um, very, very, yeah. So, we'll wait for another three, four weeks and uh, go through all this again <laughs> with our national team uh, when we play yeah. Afghanistan and then Oman a few days later. So we'll see which India turns it's up. It's something I, I hope that uh, we we as a country also back to coach and we realize defensive stability is the only way India can go forward. We can't afford to be this open, open attacking. Uh, attacking team. Yeah, we, no matter we who we play, we can't with the players. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so even against Afghanistan, you need to have those defenders in place. You need to have that defensive shape in place, and then you hit because you have people like Udanta, you have Changte, mm. you have uh, Ashik with pace. Mm. Mm. So if you are not going to utilize their pace by playing these balls into channels and expecting them to run, and then hopefully somebody like a Chetri or a Manmir can come finish these uh, crosses that they'll put in, that's that's the India. That's that's the team that we can play, and we have to really understand that and play it against a Bangladesh or an Afghanistan as well. Yeah, I mean it's slightly disappointing that Coach Dimak has had um, five six months to understand what we're capable mm-hmm. of and stick to it. Um, you know, and not try and introduce something that we are not going to be good at. Um, but hopefully yeah, yesterday, yeah. like you said, is an eye-opener, uh, wake-up call, mm-hmm. go back to our strengths, uh, exactly like you described. I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, but um, we live in hope. You have to as um, fans of um, yeah. India. Uh, but you did mention there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I just like, um, I read a lot about it. Uh, but the uh, roadmap um, between mm-hmm. the AIFF and I, uh, AFC, uh, what, what's your opinion mm-hmm. of the roadmap? It uh, See, it's obviously not the most uh, fairest uh, roadmap for the I-League teams who have now been relegated into secondly, uh, second division without any fault of, fault of their own. They, all those teams thought they were entering a first division uh, football competition in the country. But unfortunately, power and money and uh, everything else is sort of, you know, forced them into a relegation. But that said, considering the situation that we are in right now and uh, um, considering the fact that we have now looked at the future for the country, I think this is okay. I think I like the fact that, uh, I, I, you know, in a, in a few years' time, there will be a promotion in place. Hopefully, we'll have a, a larger league. Hopefully, we'll have a relegation process also soon. And even by even from the next season, there is an option for teams to make an entry through a bidding process. So, hopefully, we'll have a larger league. Hopefully, that will mean, um, you know, uh, good facilities for our footballers, good opportunities for our footballers. And also, the entire football ecosystem, you know, it's not just these main teams, right? There are a lot of academies coming up. There are a lot of individuals invested in football. 
so it's very important for these people to have a place to go to and uh, more football clubs in the ecosystem is always good um i personally think it's a it's a good way out of the impasse mm-hmm. we've got at the moment i'm just disappointed yeah, right, that yeah. the it, it's a 5 6 year project i think it needs mm-hmm. to be done better but like you said i think it's a good way out um good plans uh, in india realistically how big do you think the top division how many teams can it support see i think uh, there is a big problem in india in being it being a large country as well so i don't know i i kept thinking uh, was there a possibility for like two conferences and it's something this is probably like 15 years 20 years down the lane of course because we don't have any teams right now but like sometimes it becomes very difficult for a team in uh, kerala to travel to mm-hmm. an aizol yeah which yeah, is like an extensive uh, journey but you you wouldn't want a club to not exist in a kerala or in an aizol because these are footballing hubs and they deserve to be in the top division Mm. So, uh, but like in a single I'm, league, if, if, they're looking about fourteen. League, they're looking about fourteen by 20, uh, year six they, of the roadmap. Yeah, 14 I think sixteen is what everybody sort of, uh, especially if you look at social media, everybody wants a sixteen uh, team top division, which which is fair enough. But it can't be like I am not a huge fan of three of those clubs coming from Calcutta. Mm. so then you again sort of become centering you have like eight metro cities and plus uh, plus two if that like if that's three teams from uh, kolkata so then again you sort of uh, don't give opportunities for other clubs from smaller places but football hubs to grow in right you want a kolhapur in maharashtra to have a football club you want uh, you want the imphal you want the aisol you want uh, <laughs> you want somebody coming from arunachal pradesh you, you also you want central india to come in you uh, a bhopal maybe But, because yeah my only point is that if you start going down that route you're looking at franchise football uh, whereas if it's merit based if there happens to be three from kolkata so be it you know there's not much that can be done about that no i see i'm not saying uh, we shouldn't have but i, I still feel like uh, there should be an opportunity for uh, football clubs without like say uh, a great financial backing also to exist in this ecosystem that's so because a football club like uh, an ara was based out of ahmedabad uh, i'm i am hoping they also come into the in, into the picture soon they they already played the i league second division last year we just want a system where team owners and investors feel safe you know feel that they can play in the top division at some point yeah yeah no i agree with that as uh, long as there's a route map of um, clubs from other parts of the uh, country given a chance to get by merit getting promoted to the second division first division and the super league or whatever it's going to be called down the line mm-hmm. i think that's the way yeah. as long as there's no bar for any club entering um obviously you've got to keep standards in terms of facilities and what have you there will be some mm-hmm. sort of um uh, criteria as long as they meet that. i mean this is similar to what we have But here even that i think we need to be a little flexible in terms of uh... see if you, when you go to an aisol the real reality is that a, a huge volvo bus will not be able to travel uh, go from the langpuri airport to the aisol city it's a small guard road it's, mm. so you have to uh, you have to make accommodation you probably have to go in six cars instead of uh, a small mini bus so something of that sort you mm. there will be a little bit of uh, difficulties because we are talking about india it's a huge country with like different terrains different socio economic background so uh a little bit of changes will 
a little bit of accommodation uh, accommodative nature would you know go go a long way in uh, promoting football in this country but at least there's uh, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel but um yeah uh, going back i to hope you- it's not another train yes no absolutely but we uh like we said earlier we have to live in hope um but uh, just to uh just end this on on a bit of a lighter note i agree with you there's too many um what you said about kolkata i think there's too many teams in london (laughs) there's a couple of teams that shouldn't be there i think they should combine (laughs) um Especially that team in West London. I think they need to combine with uh, uh, Queen's Park Rangers and have a West London team. But uh, anyway, um, it's been really good. I mean, talking to you about getting your feelings about yesterday. I mean... Living I think here it's mostly in the... been, a, been a rant, though. Maybe we should talk about this in another episode soon. Well, uh, we, we need to get it out of our like... system. I mean, I've been looking forward yeah. to speaking to you today because uh, obviously living in the UK and I was at work yesterday, but I was keeping track of the game and I thought, keep mm-hmm. uh, refreshing and I thought, this is so bad. Um, I'm, what's happening? Yeah. So I'm really glad I spoke to you. Um, but on a positive note, you know, there's a roadmap. Um, it is. This is a long-term project. Let's not forget that yeah, about yeah. India. Let's not forget that. Yeah. And um, I'm also in agreement with you. We can't um, change coaches or anything like that. We need to give Coach Dimac, um time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to reset our goal. We need. To, I think it needs to be AFC qualification. Um, yeah. It's not something that we've done in the past on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, on a positive note, you know, we've got good. Um, basis of a good team but we just need to find our way of playing and i think once we do that hopefully we'll see some results but uh, brilliant talking to you nevin uh, you've cheered me up a little bit Likewise. um and <laughs> it's been uh, um really good listening to your views about what happened yesterday and hopefully we've got to have right. our ad system and then we'll be really optimistic as usual come november and uh, we do the preview <laughs> show <laughs> but I'll be careful of my predictions this time. I've le- I think yeah. I've learned my lesson, but fantastic. But Thanks. I think I'll be the opposite. I'll expect like a huge win against <laughs> Afghanistan now. <laughs> oh, that is the nature of Indian football. But fantastic. Yeah, Thank I, you I, so much for speaking to us today. Brilliant. Likewise. Bye.